Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome to the Mic Grab Weekly Podcast for uh, November 24th, 2017. Uh, what's been going on? I hope your week's been pretty good. Uh, I've had a hell of an interesting week. I've had arguably one of the more transitional periods of my life in the last few years this week. Because um, as I mentioned at the end of Last week's podcast, I started a new job this week. And so Monday was my first day. And I think it went really well. Like, I actually really enjoy it there at the moment. It's obviously always hard to tell after you've done something for a week. But, you know, like, I feel like you can kind of get a vibe for whether an environment's toxic or if you do something for a certain amount of hours. You know, even if it's for a short-ish period of time, I think you can get a feeling of whether or not it's for you. Like, you know, like uh, like when I picked up a guitar and I played around with it for like an hour or so, I played around with a friend's guitar and he was trying to teach me shit. I was like, this is awesome. I want to do this. And then I did it. And then I think you can take that same mindset to doing this job that I do now is really cool in the sense that there's a lot of potential for growth. I can learn new things and versus my old job, there's a lot more security in this one. Like, and my old job, I was working outside primarily, which coming into summer was a real pain in the ass to deal with. So now that I'm inside, it's really, really nice. Just little things like that that I think are easy to take for granted sometimes. That I'm almost certain in a month's time, I myself will be taking it for granted. But, you know, you can only really perceive things by your own means. Like, by the means in which you live which I think is why it's important to try to branch out and try these new things. And I think that's where a lot of the um, philosophy of travel and stuff comes in. So you can go to these different areas and you can try these new things and you can see how these other cultures live so you can have a better understanding of the means of the world. Even if something it just... This is a very simple example, but like... Uh, I went to when I went to Victoria earlier in the year just little things that were a bit different just in the everyday language because I went with a couple of friends um, and just these little things like well let's go to uh, I need to find a Bank SA ATM oh shit hang on a sec there's not one here very very obvious like tiny example but just tiny things like that like I think it makes sense. If you, I think you understand where I'm going. I think I just stretched out the example way too much is the thing. Um, but yeah, I am enjoying it there. I'm very psyched to actually... I feel like a bit more of an adult right now because I'm looking at the list that's on my wall at the moment and just I know I went through it in one of the really early podcasts I did, but just one of them, the, at the very top of the list, I didn't say anything about it just because... I don't know if it was that part of my head that was too proud to say it or whatever, 
or if it was the part of, in my head that was like scared that I might I don't know, I don't want to say jinx myself because that's kind of lame but you know what I mean I might put myself off or something or I don't know I was just scared to say it on the podcast for some reason but at the very top of my list was like getting a real job in the sense that my previous job it was obviously a real job I worked five days a week and I got paid but it wasn't what I would quote unquote call a real job it was kind of what you would expect someone to do who's still in high school And obviously, people need to do those jobs, but as a 22-year-old man, I was past the point where I think you would think it's acceptable for someone to still be doing that. Like, just not working where I was, because obviously people need to work there, but just the job that I was doing was very, um, I don't want to say juvenile, that's a bad way to put it, but typically performed by... A juvenile, I'd say. Or, you know, someone studying or whatever. But as I'm not studying at the moment, it's pretty perfect for me to actually do something new. It was a hell of an experience, though, just to walk out for the very last time. Because as I was coming back inside for the last time, like the, the fact that I knew it was my last week, I was trying to be very aware of the fact that um, I wasn't going to look at the place the same again because I'd end up going back in there as a customer and everything but I'd be on the other side of it. I'd be the consumer, not the employee which is going to feel weird when I end up going back in there um, but I was walking around on my last week just looking around like surveying the scene almost and that like I think when you know you're going to leave somewhere, you you become hyper aware of the environment that you're in and you try to take in as much of it as possible so you can remember as much of it in as much detail as you can, if that makes sense. So I was just in the staff room just looking around, just these little things. that, I, And then as I'm coming back downstairs, I'd look around the whole complex and I'm just like, wow, this is my last fucking day here. It was crazy, like, and I got really emotional, it was weird, like, the whole day, like, I woke up and I'm like, this is my last day, holy shit, <laughs> it didn't feel real, um, which, I, which I think's good, like, I'm not trying to overinflate the sense of happiness that I felt, because I was, I wasn't, like, jumping out of my fucking chair excited, I wasn't doing, I wasn't jumping on a couch like Tom Cruise. More than anything else, it just did not feel real, which was odd. So yeah, as I um, walked back inside for the last time as an employee, my boss came and got me and asked me to come up to our boardroom and a large amount of um, like the staff that I'd been working with for the last five years were there. Like They gave me a goodbye card, like a box of chocolates, and it was just like, I just couldn't hold it in anymore. I fucking like... I just, I didn't weep, but it felt like I was about to if I let myself do it. I fucking cried some manly tears, man. Oh, so it was one of these, like, they were talking like, oh, it's going to be really hard to replace you. Like, you just always did a great job. And I was like, oh, I don't think I did, but thank you. <laughs> just, 
I'd get halfway through a sentence and get choked up. And I was like, nope, I can't finish that sentence. And then like I went and I hugged them all. And then just like, yeah, didn't say goodbye because I will see them again, obviously. But in a way, I did say goodbye. It, it was strange, but it was very, very emotional in a good way in the, that I'm, they were all really happy for the fact that I was moving on to the next stage and finding something that suits me better than the job that I was actually doing. And it's a really great lesson. I always felt this way, but it was just like a really great um, enforcement of the fact that if someone's getting out of a situation that you'd rather, that you're in at the moment, that you don't want to be in and they don't want to be in that situation themselves, you should be happy for the fact that they're able to get themselves out of it and not be bitter about the fact that, oh, fuck, man. Well, what the fuck am I going to do? I'm stuck in here. And like, my prime example of that was, and I don't think I ever did feel the negative way about it, but I think there's that part of you that always... That like I myself, sorry, I shouldn't say always because I don't want to generalize everyone. But I think there's that part of you that might think that negative thought in 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 the sense of it. Uh, my example is that uh, my buddy that I went to Unify with early in the year, he and I used to work together um, at the same complex, and he left. Oh, I want to say he left his job there around May if I had to guess I'm going to guess around May early May to go and pursue the next step of his life and actually kind of move on because he had the same sense of realisation as me in the sense that I'm not really going anywhere with this and I can't move on to what I want to do and be happy as happy as I want to be if I stay here and then he left and I tried like, and I did, I did like, I genuinely did achieve this, but I think that's when I started to be aware of the fact that when someone gets out of a situation that you're both in, that you both don't want to be in, you have to celebrate it for them. I don't think, and I feel like it's almost common sense to say that, but it's, I genuinely see people that don't do that. In the case of, like, they can get this very poor me attitude. And then, in turn, they perceive their friend in a different manner. Because they're like, well, my friend's just going to fucking look down on me. Because they got out and I didn't. Whereas, I think in a situation like that, you should use anyone that you know who's able to got able to got able to get out of like the shitty situation that you're currently in i think you should use that as almost a role model as an example of the fact that if you know someone that has been there themselves and is able to get out of it not only do you know that it's possible to get out of it you also have that person to talk to about it 
to understand like not the steps that they took. I think that's very simple, like almost um painting it to be too simple when you're like oh, the the ten steps for this, the eight steps for that. But you can kind of talk to them about the process of how they came to be and what they did to move on to the next stage. And I think that can apply for everything, you know, not just a different career path, but something along the lines of, like, a great example. Um, I grew up in a divorced family. My parents divorced when I was seven or eight. And I could have, like, wallowed in it. Like, I did a little bit. You know, everyone, every fucking kid has some shit happen there when that happens. But there, when I've had relationships in the past that have failed, I can look at the example that both my parents set in the sense that they were able to get out of a situation that was unhealthy for them and therefore could grow as individuals and find what they needed to do and they're happier for it after that. And I think it's really important to have an example like that in anything that you might have gone through. You know, like how... It's like one of the reasons I started this podcast, like... Uh, like I had a relationship fail and everything and I got a bit down in the dumps and I was like, I could do one of two things. I could either sit down, feel sorry for myself or I could actually fucking do something, you know, take this as an opportunity to live my life and realize that I was stagnating and that I was becoming an unhealthy person to be around. And since I recognized that, I feel like I've drastically, I don't want to say drastically, but I feel like I've taking significant steps in order to improve myself as a friend and as a person, but first and foremost as a friend, because it made me realize that I was, for the most part, kind of toxic to some people. And I really regret being that way to some of them. But it was nice as well. Like I was hanging out with my um, buddy Rip and his girlfriend and, she said something, like, just because uh, Rip and I were kind of, like, talking shit to each other as we do. And I said... I can't even fucking remember what I said, to be honest. I think I said something about this player being attractive. I think that's what we were talking about. And I was like, how does it feel to be wrong? She goes, oh, I like the new Steve. And I was like, oh, that's kind of nice to know that in the short period of time that her and I have known each other... It's probably not a short period of time... But in, in like, you know, a couple of years is not a short period of time. But in the grand scheme of being a 22-year-old and, you know, my buddy and I being friends for 10 years and shit like that, it, it's nice to actually... Within two years, it's nice to have known that I've changed as a person. And within this year, it's nice to know that there's almost like a quote-unquote new sense of myself that I can have. Like, I, I feel more determined to do shit i understand things more in that i understand like the balance of things like you gotta take care of yourself physically 
in the sense that you have to train hard and everything, but you also have to rest. You know, just that's a that's my most simple example. That's the thing that came um to the top of my head at the, at first. Um, holy shit! I managed to go fucking fifteen minutes on that. Right on. Um, so what else did I get up to this week besides that? Uh, oh, on the weekend, that Friday, um, I went to my buddy who actually, um, I used to work with at my old job. I went to his housewarming that night and I, I saved the news for him and then I went up to him and I was like, hey man, I quit my job today. And he's like, that's fucking awesome. And we hugged and it was just, it was very, it was very nice. Yeah, he's moved closer to the city now, which I'm so stoked for him. It's fucking awesome. He's actually, you know, doing what he wants to do now. Well, he's getting to the stage where he's close to doing what he wants to do now. But it's a pain in the ass for me because I have to drive to go see him. Like a significant amount, but it's fucking worth it. It was great. Uh, The only thing that I kind of got me was, it was like, man, I haven't been to a proper house party for a while. It's like a little observation I had in that I feel like house parties just kind of stop once you reach a certain age and then they become very rare. They just become housewarming parties are the ones that you really go to and that's what it was. Like, I honestly, other than housewarming parties over the years, since I've been an adult, I don't remember any time someone actually did a real house party. That was always something that you'd do in high school because you were underage, so you couldn't go to your town or you couldn't go to the pub or whatever. And it, given in, living in the fucking Barossa, it would always end up one of two ways. Either the, the party host would end up crying and kick everyone out or the police would show up. So it's like fucking awesome, man. So I was always the sober one because I didn't want to have to deal with either of those situations. I always wanted to get the fuck out of there. when it when It wasn't even like an if it happened. It was like a when it would happen. <laughs> There was just a ge- almost a sense of genuine certainty that it was going to happen. No, this housewarming party was great. There was a ton of people that I didn't fucking know there, so I just kind of recoiled into my shell a little bit. But then some friends from my old job came there, so I was just hanging out with them. We were just doing our thing, just chilling out, just listening to some good music. It was nice. That's about all I did that night, because I ended up going home really late after that. And yeah, this week I've just been at my new job. Um, I feel like I might be getting a bit sick at the moment, which is a pain in the ass. Especially after you just start a new job, it's like, man, I don't want to take any sick days off. I just got like this weird swelling on the side of my throat. So hopefully it's nothing major. I'm going to get it fucking checked out, otherwise I'm going to give myself a week. Then I'm going to get it checked out. Um, I feel like I had something to say about the housewarming, but I honestly can't remember. I didn't write anything down about it. Mm. Vamping, vamping, making space, making time, feeling, feeling the dead air as I read through my list. No, nothing there. Okay. But yeah, it was great to hang out, just listen to some nice music and have that kind of party environment while at the same time relaxed that's why i've never really been a huge kind of town guy uh but in in the past couple months i've found there are places that suit me a lot better but the idea of town was always strange to me 
like foreign to me in a way that like I'm not that guy that really would go on the dance floor or anything like I don't know these fucking club bangers I just listen to fucking hardcore and that's about it and um so I remember going to Dog and Duck years ago like 18 so this is fucking four years ago I'm at Dog and Duck I'm just standing on the dance floor. I'm like, what the fuck do I do? I don't know how to dance. It was very, very awkward. But since then, you know, in the four years, you'd think I'd discover new places. But this year, I discovered that I really fucking love Rocket Rooftop Bar because it's that sense, like, you get that relaxed kind of pub vibe, but there's also really nice music playing there. Great company, and it's just a great area. So you can relax, and you feel like you're still doing something, but you're still relaxing, hanging out with friends. It's a great spot. 100% recommend going there. Uh, so what else did my... Oh, I did decide for sure this week that I'm not going to compete on the weekend in the jiu-jitsu comp. Just because... I think it might be the, just the fact that I'm starting a new job or something, but just I just mentally was not all there... In the sense that I was ready to actually go in on this. Whereas with the last competition that I competed in, that was basically all I was thinking about in the week leading up to it. I was like, I'm ready for this. Even though I lost all my fucking matches, <laughs> that's the thought that I was having leading up to it. it. was like That was just at the forefront of my thinking in the sense that this is what I'm doing this weekend. I'm ready. I'm going to fucking do this. Didn't do most of it, but, you know, that was what I was thinking. Whereas this whole lead up to it, it was just, there was so much in my head that was just saying, I'm not ready. Like, don't do it. So, just mentally, I was a bit off. And, like, my body's a little bit banged up at the moment. Like, I've got a bit of a, not a huge issue, but just a slight issue with my rib that's, you know, I think I just had too many knees in it this week, <laughs> or last week, sorry, and just my feet are a bit banged up, so I want to go into a competition 100%, so that way I have nothing else, like, I can't blame an injury or anything, I can only blame myself, like, not that I'm injured, but yeah. So I'm taking this one off, and I'm going to come at the next one with full force, like, one of my, um, one of our guys sent me an inbox, because I had a bit of a rough session on Monday, I just kind of like, was just emotionally and mentally drained by the end of it, and then I was just fucked, and then I think, yeah, then I had, I couldn't train on Wednesday, because my throat issue was just fucking with me, I don't want to get trained when, like, there's just some shit wrong with your throat, because you don't want to get choked out, that, that, on top of that really fucking hurts, um, <clears throat> but... I basically got sent, like, not as in this is what you need to work on, but um, I just, uh, one of our blue belts sent me a message that was very encouraging, and it was just this big paragraph of text that was just saying, don't get down on yourself, man. You know, you are getting better. It's just the fact that you're training with people that are also getting better. And it's, it, it again goes back to the example of, you know, when you've got a higher belt level that's got out of this kind of like, I don't want to call it a rut, but like they themselves have got out of that 
kind of downer mindset, it's nice to actually have him as an example that I can look at and go, you know what, that's fucking right. I can look at him and just go, I can I can get to the level that he's at one day. I just need to not be so down on myself and I need to try to take in as much knowledge as possible from the sources that I have around me. And that is something that I definitely have not been doing for like the last month. I've definitely become a better listener since and since I've started this podcast and over this year, but I feel as if I haven't been able to implement in my jiu-jitsu game. I feel like I have just not been implementing enough of what I've been told. So coming into training again, I'm just going to throw myself... <coughs> sorry. I'm going to throw myself with full force into the deep end in the sense that I'm just going to try to gain as much knowledge as possible, train really well, train smart, train hard, and then just, more than anything else as well, (laughs) fix my diet up a bit more. Like, I've fallen off of it a little bit, but now with my new job and stuff, I can, um, I don't have the temptation of, like, going to buy food and shit with where I worked. Um, like I had that previously because I was just like near a supermarket and shit. Now I'm not, so that's really nice. It's just so there's a sense of relief there in that I can only just bring what I bring, so I have to be healthy when I bring it there. Um, one thing that yeah, my biggest tip that I always get from people when I in my jujitsu game is that I need to be more aggressive, which it's just such an odd thing to hear someone say to me just because I'm not an aggressive guy. So it's like, fuck, man, I don't know how to be more aggressive. I need to find that balance of not being a fucking dick and, you know, trying to hurt someone and just, you know, be the biggest fucking... be the worst person to roll with or spar with or whatever. But while at the same time, not... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not like retracting or whatever. Not like wincing at things. Not not immediately surrendering myself to the fact that I'm going to get submitted. Like actually fight and then only when you get submitted you go, okay, cool. I fought as hard as I could there but I just couldn't do it rather than just surrender to the situation and give up. And again, that's like a good um, uh metaphor to life as well in general you know you can just you can give up you can kind of surrender yourself to the situation that you're in and you can just kind of let it choke the life out of you or you can fight back with as much might and like put your like hit it with more aggression and therefore you will are much more likely to achieve what you want to actually do Fuck, man. Jiu-Jitsu is just always a great metaphor for life. I just need to take in the lessons a bit more. Um, Whoa, I've almost gone for a half hour. All right, I'm going to get into my album of the week then. Uh, It's hard to find info for this album, so I'm sorry in that I don't know what record label they're signed to, and I don't exactly know how long it goes for. But the album of the week that I'm going to recommend to you now uh, is an album called Death of Me by a very intense hardcore band called Body Snatcher. Body Snatcher are really fucking intense. Like, 
about as angry as aggressive hardcore can get. Uh, if you want a really great song to listen to off of it, I'd go with the song Bone Casket. There's this breakdown in it where it just basically goes on a huge rant about like, don't act like you ever gave a shit. It's like, whoa, there's like genuine aggression in it. It's really fucking cool. And it's just like, if you were having a shitty day or, you know, you're just feeling kind of down in the dumps, it's nice to have something kind of heavy and intense like that. It's like, oh yeah, that guy feels the same way I do, which is nice. There's that really nice sense of community in the hardcore world in that if you feel less alone in the fact that if someone else is that is that angry about things that are happening, you understand that, you know, you're human and that's how it feels. Like, that's just how humans feel sometimes. Okay, so what am I getting up to this weekend? Uh, Friday night, I'm having my goodbye drinks from my old job. I was going to do it last Friday on my actual last day, but I couldn't because I had the housewarming and I didn't want to overlap them. I really wanted to see my friends, so there was no way I was going to miss that. Um, Saturday, I don't know what I'm doing yet. I'm going to try to find something to do. If I'm, if I don't have anything set up, I might actually try to go see the Adelaide United youth and women's team play. I believe that's at Marden Sports Complex, which is a fucking great venue. So I might go to that if I can't organize like a jam session with my friend or something like that. And then on Sunday, I'm going to watch the jiu-jitsu competition and not participate in it and just try to learn as much as I can from it. And yeah, just taking as much knowledge as I can with it and then implement it to both my jiu-jitsu game and my life. I think that's a good way to wrap it up. All right, I'm going to keep it... Uh, I don't know what I was going to say. I'm going to wrap it up now. Otherwise, I'll rant. And it's just been a half hour. All right. I'll talk to you next week. Have a great week, guys. Bye.